This is Luke and Wolf, and you're listening to EMZT Radio with your hosts, the Sinister Sisters. <laughs> Sinister Sisters. <laughs> Welcome to another Sinister Sisters. I'm Bane Hellborn with my sister, Scorpio Girl. And this is her idea. She wanted to talk about animals in, in horror. horror films. Yeah. Yes, because life is so scary. And I keep saying, stop making horror films to make real life more scary than it usually is. But here you go. You keep doing it. You keep freaking me out. But there are some horror films about animals that I like. Well, really two, but we'll talk about them. Okay, what's interesting I just learned doing research was that these are called natural horror or originally called creature features because they're critters in there. Oh my gosh! It's a, this subgenre of horror films features natural forces. Oh. But just for some reason... They are out on a they killing spree. They are lit and they are turn up in the horror yeah. club. So it all started 1925 in a movie called The Lost World. Black and white film of... Uh, Wait, you said 1925. 1925. Oh, jeez. So it was before sound. Oh. Because sound didn't come in until 1927. Okay, all right. So so this was, Lost World was the original Jurassic Park. Wow. It, technically. I mean, honestly, yeah, I yeah. mean, we've all yeah. seen Lost World yeah. or no Jurassic Park, Lost World. There we go. But this, the Lost World, 1925, was the original Jurassic Park with there, no sound. With <laughs> no sound. Yeah. And then the successful ones were, started with... Nature Running Amok was The Birds by Alfred Hitchcock, 1963, and Jaws, Steven Spielberg in 75. And then it seemed like in the 70s is where the whole nature horror blew up because then you had things that were all, all the animals were going crazy. Well, I mean, you also have to think about it, too. During the 70s, there was this awakening by the human race of their own, like... Realizing that they're outnumbered by nature. Right? Yeah. Well, I I don't think it's that. They're coming out of the 60s where it was all free love. Everybody love, love, love. Mother Earth saved the whales. Saved the... No, that was still part of the 70s, right? Saved the whales. Saved the seals. Yeah. You know, let's clean up our acts. But they also were realizing that nature could overpower them at any point in time. I mean, yeah. honestly, I remember doing a paper in college about nature versus uh, humankind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was uh, the focus of my um, essay or paper I wrote. How can an essay be 10 pages? Uh, no, anyways. it's not an essay. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, I, I wrote and my uh, focal point was the statue that I was noticing no one was doing anything with. And how, you know, the birds took over it to shit on. Um, mm-hmm. Their vines were taking it back. You know, mm-hmm. almost like taking back that space by... Nature. You know. By nature was taking right? it back. Right? And then yeah. I started noticing other things such as, you know, cracks in sidewalks. Unnatural cracks in sidewalks. You know, that's uh, due to pressure of, uh, you know, 
the earth, earth shifting, shifting uh, tree vines moving. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that was the focal point of my, my paper. But yeah, shit. I mean, yeah. you never know. You know, I, I mean, I always laugh at people who come across the, you know, these videos where they people come across a, like a, a, a bear cub or something and they go want to go and pet it kind yeah. of thing. You know, it's like yeah. what, now, once upon a time wait. we used to be one with nature to where we were supposed to be ruling over it, but it was supposed to be a symbiotic relationship. But, you know, we kind of fucked things up. <laughs> well, I remember reading a comic book back in the 90s, and I can't tell you the name of it, but I remember there was like a little excerpt in the story I was reading about how this cat was going to this alley where there was images of a thousands of cats and the leader up there was re- reminiscing of the time where they were the leaders and the humans were their slaves mm-hmm. so i always thought that was all right cool. i read that one too okay yeah. I, but i can't tell you <laughs> yeah it's probably a neil neil gaiman yeah maybe story i'm sure it is i'm pretty sure it's got to be anyway so um let's get into this this is uh, we're gonna talk about some um uh movies and um what creature was the feature? <laughs> <laughs> but then it's funny how it the the animal horror was called creature feature. Well, but then were... it was changed to the mutated sci-fi is creature feature or monsters creature feature. Well, because I think the shift went from natural animals, insects, things like that, and went to unnatural when sci-fi kind of like which hit is the unnatural scene, though yeah which wasn't that like really what the 80s, the 80s. when you started seeing the more 80s of with the, the experimentation well yeah. no it was also part of the 70s too that one where that yeah, scientist was, was turning dirk benedict into a giant cobra yeah okay that's <laughs> what started this whole thing too was yeah. us remembering this movie is the name of it that's the name of it that is literally the name of it but um my point what was my point oh yes so when uh sci-fi really picked up its momentum yeah and that's got to be the 80s well it's mid it was mid 70s almost late 70s so yeah because then because then sci-fi was also doing about uh demon seed which was about the computers taking over right so so there you go so sci-fi yeah so uh let's see what i mean this list i have it lists the categories in alphabetical starting with amphibians well i'm gonna start arachnids. with i'm gonna start with uh one of my favorite movies and that is lake placid okay <laughs> yeah it's a, it's an all right movie but i'm sorry the only reason why it's my favorite is because betty, betty white, white flips off the sheriff and says that she hopes that the alligator eats them all yes and yeah. and then to come to find out that you know she's one badass yeah she's so, feeding the alligator so this yeah. movie came out in 1999 yeah and it was written by david e kelly which when i was doing research it seems that David E. Kelly, whoever this entity is, d- did a lot of these type of movies. Mm-hmm. So I think this is his genre. Maybe maybe for another episode we'll we'll go on unnamed. Okay. But yeah, okay. I've noticed that David E. Kelly did a couple of weird ones. But anyways, Lake Placid. Uh, so what it's about is uh, when a mysterious creature violently kills a man in a main lake. Uh, the local game warden looks into the bizarre case. Well, it ends up to be... 
An alligator or a crocodile? It's an alligator. It's an alligator. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. It's a crocodile-like creature. Well, it was a giant fucking crocodile. I know, but they're saying it's crocodile-like not a, creature. It's but not. Anyways, it this, was a giant fucking crocodile. <laughs> okay, yeah. When we say giant, this thing must have been... It was the size almost of the Megalodon. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. With the head... See, and the thing is head that... was I, big enough it could eat like 10 people in a row. And see, and the reason why I appreciate this movie is because this, this crocodile stuck to the water. Yeah. Like, we didn't have to worry about it getting on land. So... Another reason why I appreciate this movie is... But it is, was close to shore. Yeah, but you know what? It still was in the water, yeah. and that's where it stayed. Okay. So that's why I liked it. It was like, it knew its role. And <laughs> the other part was, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, I'm sure everybody's seen Lake Placid, it had babies. So for some... Why would you need to add that? You are such a spoiler. No, because it's it's trying to say this was a natural occurrence, that this, this crocodile grew to gigantic size but it also has offspring because there was also a part two to this well um okay so i didn't watch the part two but in the part one they really didn't have any backstory whatsoever no about where this came from was it was it a natural one was it it experience experiment yeah yeah but there was no backstory it was just like there's this crazy giant crocodile yeah in this pond, and it's been killing people. Yeah. Like, that's And part it. two had John Schneider in it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it continued the story, but uh, I wasn't paying attention. Okay. <laughs> so my next one, and only because the actor, I, I, I oh. love this actor just because he's kooky. Well, this was the remake of it. Okay. Well, Willard, the remake version with Crispin Glover. Yes. Uh, he may be a kook, but he really nails it as far as characters. But technically, it's not quite... Uh, technically, it's not the remake because his father was the original Willard. Shut the front the, door. The portrait, the family portrait in the in the in that house in that movie was the original Willard. Oh, that's right. I, okay, yeah, I, it's yeah. all coming back to me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, okay, so technically, it's not a remake. It's it's supposed to be a sequel. Okay, but yeah. anyways, yeah. I really like this movie because of the fact that... You know, this rat, Ben, good old Ben, this rat had like free will and a thought process and got and showed jealousy and showed, um, you know, emotions In, and and rejection and it, such intelligence, such, such intelligence, intelligence. But he was also unable to enact revenge and retaliation yeah, because he could understand what humans were saying and react in kind. So, but, okay, but it, but it's also due to the fact that Willard has the ability to communicate with the, with the rats. Yeah. Well, I thought it was amazing. So, but the original, which was also, which was in the seventies was the same deal. He's a lonely guy, uh, overbearing mom had this found out he had this ability to, uh, communicate with the rats but then it was there was like a part two i think that was called ben mm-hmm. which continued on with ben the rat oh here it is 1971 here it 71 is. i found it willard yeah there was also a part two it might not show it but there is a part two i remember it was called ben yeah no willard oh the part no the part two, two to called... that yeah 
Nagged by his mother, bullied by his boss, a young yeah. man trains mansion rats to kill for him. Yeah. So it's kind of like a different it, version. It sort of is like... History repeating history itself. History repeating itself with the next generation. Yes. Woo! Yes. So, yeah, that was kind of neat that this mousy kind of guy bullied, bullied, and bullied all his and life. And it's a rat that showed him the way. Yeah. And he finds out that these rats will listen to him and do what he asks. But isn't yeah. that kind of ironic, though, that, you know, being mousy is a term of being a wimp. Mm-hmm. But yet this rat of the mouse. And, but empowered him. Yeah. To take, like, take revenge Pretty and kick some ass. Yeah. So and those see, were good. I, I, I remember as a small girl... The kind of movies that I watched that really, like, resonated with me was Piranha, Frogs, that <laughs> stupid one about the ants, the giant ants. They. They. Yeah. That creeped me out. Now, that's that's not on this list because that's kind of, well, because it's unnatural. But it was well, freaking ants. It was Maybe it will. Hold on. Ants. Hold on. Hang on. This list has shows me ants. Oh, they have them, 1954, and it that was like ants. That was giant ants with radiation. Okay, black I remember what... No, this one wasn't black and white. The The ant one that I saw was not black and white. Empire of the Ants, 1977. Large ants, yes. Okay, them, oh. giant ants, 1954. But look at phase... Phase four. Four, intelligent 1974. ants. But it says intelligent ants. Yeah, so they're like regular size. So look at that. In 74, they did intelligent ants, and in 77, they're like, why don't Let's we make, make them, bigger. them bigger? Let's make them bigger. <laughs> Let's make them bigger. Holy snaps. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know what? I'm really glad to only see one cockroach movie because <laughs> no. Yeah, cockroach. Okay, no, technically there's more than one. This says Mimic is the bioengineered giant cockroaches that do human things. There was also The Nest, a cheesy fucking oh. 80s movie yeah. with uh, genetically gassed cockroaches that were eating people. And... What they eat, they turn into. Like, oh, like one scene was they ate the cat. The cat turned into a giant cat cockroach. So it was, it was like a hybrid. It was yeah, it was a disgusting looking thing. Yeah, because it was partially eaten, but then it had the cockroach antenna and the and the the mouthpiece. Oh yeah, it wow. was. But I mean, that's another cockroach movie called The Nest. Okay, you know what? I'm going to have to say it. Monkey Shines is the reason why I don't like monkeys. Like, <laughs> I don't want to go near one. I don't want to be in the same room as yeah. one. No, They're creepy. Yeah. Monkeys are... I'm not a fan because of monkeys. Because they're human-like. And they're conniving and, like... Yeah, they're... We're 3% their cousin, so... <laughs> I mean, but still, yeah. Monkey Shines is a... Number yeah. one reason why I don't like monkeys. Yeah. Cockroaches are the number one reason why I don't like cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> and they get their own movies of being genetically altered by a stupid fucking human. Yeah. Because why the fuck would you want to? Yeah. Sometimes I worry, like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Okay, so for amphibians, it has Creature from the Black Lagoon, the 1950s. It doesn't explain, it made it sound like he was a natural occurrence in this black water. Was uh, this humanoid that was all scaly and had a fish head. And uh, there was a part two to that, I believe. 
where uh, they turned the Gill Man into a human. But then he didn't like being human. He missed the he missed his his lake. Mm. So, he, but he ended up dying because he was human. He didn't have gills. Ah. So he drowned. Okay. But that was saying that was a natural occurrence in this Amazon black water cove. And then spiders. Fucking spiders. No. No. <laughs> spiders. Spiders are scary on their own, and spiders are the number one reason why I will never visit Australia. So, <laughs> 77 was Kingdom of the Spiders, with the tarantulas going ape shit. I remember that yeah. one. Yeah. And then you've got uh, 1990 was arachnophobia, everybody's favorite. Everybody's where seen that's that. a natural one. That was an, a Brazilian spider that came to America, mated with a regular house spider, and turned into these deadly creatures. Right. You know. Right. And then, uh, and but then you know, regular sized spiders are not good enough. You have to go 2002 with eight legged freaks. Where the spiders got into uh, some yeah, toxic but, toxic stuff that made them grow big. But you know what? I cannot take that movie seriously because David Arquette. Yeah, David Arquette. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, David Arquette. I cannot and then take a movie seriously with that They dude. made it even worse with 2013 with Big Ass Spider. Because, of course, you need a spider with a big ass. It's, I mean, it was like ten times the size of Eight-Legged Freaks. So it was climbing up the Eiffel Tower. Or, no, the, oh, uh, what's the building in New York? Which one? The one with the tall one that King Kong always went on. <laughs> the Twin Towers? Empire State Building. But it was Twin Towers? But it was just... Empire uh, State Building? But, you know, Big Ass Spider was all CGI because, you know... I mean, honestly, if you yeah. didn't CGI that, I'd be worried. Yeah, yeah, no, they... So. Although, have you seen the spiders in Australia? Yeah, they don't need CGI. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well, I found from 1977, Day of the Animals, plural, about all of them. Which was all of them in one movie. Yeah, because yeah. this tells a story of a psychosis brought on by a depletion of the Earth's ozone layer. This madness affects all animals at high altitudes, and a group, of course, of hapless hikers must survive the animal onslaught and make their way to safety, even as the psychosis turns them against each other. So eventually, it affects, the, it affects, affects the humans, the human race. But mm -hmm. yeah, this one was all about um, all the animals and depletion of the ozone layer, bringing about madness. Madness. I well, you know, you. if the the uh, what is it? The rotation of the Earth can affect the birds. Whoa. So that can make them go crazy. I mean... But, I mean, that's another thing. Animals are very sensitive to the earth because they can they can tell well, when a natural disaster is going to happen. Yeah. They usually act all, like, freaked out. Because they're more... Mm. Well, they're more of the earth. They're attuned to it. So yeah. they know. I mean, birds. You, when the birds are falling out of the sky, like, uh, what's that movie? The Core. Where they stop... The Earth's rotation stopped because they set off a weapon to the center of the Earth. And then all the birds started falling out of the sky because the Earth wasn't rotating. Okay, interesting. Well, anyway. Uh, so then you got the birds. Birds. So, uh, like, 63, Alfred Hitchcock started it off with... Yeah, that's classic. With uh, all the birds. Right. All types of birds were just uh, attacking people. Okay, so it said it was unexplained bird attacks. 
that uh, were happening to people in Bodega Bay, California, over the course of a few days. And this is a classic Hitchcock film with uh, Rod Taylor, Tippi Hendren, Jessica Tandy, you know, all the great stars. Veronica, Veronica Cartwright. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So dig this. 2016, The Birds was deemed culturally, historically, aesthetically significant by the United States Library of Congress and selected for preservation in its National Film Registry. Just because it's so iconic. It's an iconic And the cult following behind it and Alfred Hitchcock. It's Hitchcock, yeah. Plus the star-studdedness of it. I mean, of course, those were some big names back in the 60s. Yeah. And they also, 70s and 80s, those, those people were there too. And then 87 did Beaks. I never saw that one. Mexican horror movie. <laughs> ah, because they eat beaks over there or something. I don't know. Just kidding. That was racist. Sorry. That was bad. And then there was also part two, of course. Anyway. And then 2007 was Ka Ravens. And we're not talking about sharks. <laughs> We already did sharks for Shark Week. <laughs> yeah, no, sharks are done. Sharks are overdone. Okay. So overdone, they don't even taste good anymore. <laughs> so, um, let's see. let's see. What's are some other ones? So, here's another one that's a mutated bear. Oh. 1979, The Prophecy. Not the one with the angels. This was way before that. About yeah, that I think that's like when you asked me, yeah. oh, they need to redo prophecy. I'm like, but I I like the ones with Christopher Walken. No, no, yeah, no. This movie, I 1979. This movie, I approve of to get a remake because it had the 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 story behind it was really good about um what it's an environmental agent, a guy from the Vi- environmental protection agency with his pregnant wife going out to this area where there's a uh, lumber company Mm -hmm. that's polluting the area. And it created this mutated bear from their toxic waste. Oh my goodness. So um, there's also a fight between, so it's, there's also a bit of racism in here because it's the lumber company against the native Americans of the area. They were treating them like shit because the, the the so they were totally going full blown. This like, was stereotypical. This is total yeah. racist. So it's not only that. So the Native Americans were saying the white men are fucking up the area. They're they're fucking up nature. Something bad's gonna happen, okay. and they need they want them to leave. And then the lumber company's like, "Fuck you! We're here. We're buying. We bought this area. We're gonna do our job." And then out comes this giant mutated bear that. You didn't see much because, from what I'm reading, the director cut out a good chunk of the really good bits that he should have left in. And why is that? Because the gore factor, number one, the gore factor was, uh, let's see. Okay, he thought these scenes were too gratuitous with the violence and gore. Was a longer close-up shot of a man's headless corpse and a shot of the katadin, the mutated bear, Graphically disemboweling another character. And then uh, this this other scene I don't mind having taken out because, yeah, so what? It was a flashback of when uh, the two, mar- the married couple had sex for the first time. So that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. They could have left that out. It had nothing to do with the story. 
but there was uh there was like several scenes i mean the director cut out most of the violence and gore parts which would have added better to the story and you would have got to seen this bear i mean they did practical effects right 1979 but the director admitted later that he did kind of a shitty job because he was dealing with alcoholism at the time so uh i say this one should be remade (laughs) go for it well the film critic leonard moulton described the mutant monster as a giant salami yeah (laughs) well i mean but it was a bear but it was like it looked like it was missing skin because it's supposed to be like an amalgamation of mutation of different animals and creatures. Plus, also, because of the toxic waste, the salmon were being affected. They were turning into uh, super-sized salmon that were eating ducks. Oh, my god! They were eating ducks. Like, one of the shots was a duck being pulled down by a salmon. Oh, my <laughs> word. Uh, there was the, the raccoons were going vicious. The plants were growing on the surface, like their vines were up on the surface big enough to uh, attack people. Uh, Tadpoles were the size of bullfrogs, which, you know, if you know what a bullfrog is, it is freaking huge. So this was a total, not only was it dealing with racism, but it was also a total environmental issue movie about how toxic waste can affect the environment. And you know what? It's it's a, interesting because according to director John Frankenheimer during post-production, the studio demanded that the film be cut from an R rating down to PG. And Frankenheimer always felt this damage to the film destroying its scariness that it created. Well, plus he also cut out extra scenes because he thought they were too gratuitous, which... He should have left them in. He should have left them in. And this, if it's done right, would be a good solid R. I mean, because the story behind it is, it's it's solid. It's it's a it's a racial and environmental issue for the time because the seventies was all about uh, environment, environment, environment. Well, because hippie, hippie, hippie. It was the hip time of the hippies. They were talking about saving Mother Earth. And also, so were the Native Americans. They were saying that, too. The the earth is being affected by your sloppiness, your messy, your uh, thoughtlessness of your surrounding area. I mean, the story, it's a good, good story. It could be a super scary one, especially with this mutated bear that attacks people. Because it also was sort of hinted that the Native Americans sent it, too. Oh. As a... As a like a warning to get the white man off their land, right. <laughs> so, you know. So, uh, but also this could have been this also could have been set up for a sequel. It was set up to do a sequel, right? Because at the end you see there's another. They thought there was only one, and they also found a cub, a mutated cub. Oh, so it had babies. So it had babies, but there was also a mate that was left alive. So um, it was totally set up to have a sequel. But thank God it didn't because this director sucked. Wow. <laughs> he sucked. But uh, hey, Hollywood, I agree. I approve this one to be remade. And don't CGI. Don't CGI it. Please don't CGI it. This one needs to have the practical effects. Yeah, nostalgia. You got to keep well, that in there for the... Because it's a different kind of... I feel through the, the years... 
it, each decade seemed to have its own kind of way to scare you or how yeah. to feel scared. Yeah. I think. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because this. So this, like, scared. It, it was supposed to scare people into being more careful and to cut down as much toxic waste as possible. So it, it had a message besides trying to scare. I mean, the bear on a good on a good scene, that bear was freaking scary because it was so big. Number one, it was huge. It was at least well the the actor stuntman Kevin Peter Hall who Kevin Peter played, Hall was over seven feet he tall. Was seven two. He was in that. Yeah, that's the guy was, that was in the Predator. Oh, the first Predator movie. That was him. He was also in a giant egghead alien in Without Warning from the eight, 1980. Yes. The Predator in 87, The Predator 2 in the nine, in 1990, yes. and Bigfoot in the Harry and the Hendersons in 89. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Peter Hall. So yeah, I didn't realize he did the he did the creature, the bear, but Kevin Peter Hall, yeah, he was over 7 feet tall. 72. So that was perfect. Yeah, cuz this bear was huge. And it was kind of it, they kind of didn't do it right. I mean, for the scare factor, because it's supposed to show mutation, and they kind of slop shit it. <laughs> it kind of is a little slop shit. I mean, the movie poster is more scary than the bear was in certain parts. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. But, uh, hey, Hollywood, put this on the remake list, and don't CGI it. Yeah, how come what's not in there is the happening or was that the wind, or was it plants? No, that was plants. It should be on this list, but it's not. Huh. But it has the ruins. I don't care ruins. what everybody says about M. Night Shyamalan. I mean, I really... It, the happening was... Okay, it was a Wahlberg, but... I, I liked the, the idea behind it. Yes, the story behind it was you pretty interesting. You can't help bad acting. Well, you can with more money and bigger stars, but I mean... Better stars. Better stars. Yeah. I, but I really liked the concept behind the plants being like, you know, fuck you guys. Yeah. This is fucking bullshit. You are ruining us. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, like I said, I like the story behind it, but the way it came off was just bad. But it showed how much plants can affect people. Because remember, they had people jumping off buildings. Well, because they were going into this induced suicide thing, yeah. just like a uh, bird box. Yeah. Yeah. That weird suicide. Yeah. Because it was, it was suicide. It wasn't, it wasn't murder. No, it, it was, was suicide. all suicide. Yeah. yeah. Ha! The plants are literally saying, go kill yourself. Go Go kill yourself. Go kill yourself. But then there's also the ruins in 2008 was just one area of the globe. One area, uh, oh, what was it? It was probably Brazil or it's South America somewhere. It was just one Aztec ruin that had these vines that could mimic voices, sounds of every type, including cell phones. Nice one. <laughs> which, I didn't which, see this movie. No, I, I told you not to after I watched so it. so cheesy. No, it was... It, it was the, it's the usual story of people were told not to go to these ruins. It's dangerous. The The community was telling these, uh, you know, American shitty college kids to not go into the into the into the uh, jungle. Don't go to these ruins. It's bad, bad, bad. What do they do? They go. You, you, they go. And then they find out 
these vines these kill. vines but you know they they were trying to get to this cell phone because they kept hearing a cell phone ring because that means they would get rescued well guess what there was no cell phone <laughs> Oh my god, it was the vines. It was the vines. The Do vines. It for the, vine. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate vine. Oh my god. Where gosh. they dab and jump into there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I'm seeing under worms. Guess what's not on there? What's not on there? Tremors. <laughs> because they weren't. Well, yeah, the first one, they were giant worms. But not. Yeah. Just a quick little uh, blurb. Did you hear they're doing a remake of Tremors? Yes. I think you told me. I told you. And Kevin Bacon was going to be in Bacon's it. Kevin Bacon's coming yeah! back. Yeah! Coming back. <laughs> I can't They're having you. Val, Val, his character Val is coming back to perfection. Yay! Yeah. I can, I, I'm a sucker for Tremors. Yeah. And I don't so, even know why. So this was the weird part. Okay, so I watched, uh, so actually Squirm was on Comet TV a few days ago. Now this was interesting. They could mind control people what it what is a squirm squirm is the worms earthworms earthworms can control people they get inside you Mm -hmm. and they mind control you wasn't that a goosebumps episode where this kid had a worm farm and yeah no but he was torturing the worms so the worms got back at him but they were using mind control yeah i wonder if there's like some sort of link kind of thing of mind control with worms or actually that's the only thing they could do yeah it have to be mind control. Yeah. Never mind. So like, Stupid moment. So it's 1976 was Squirm. I mean, when you think about it, a horror movie with earthworms, what the fuck could earthworms do? They could gang up on you and get inside you and mind control you. Yeah. I, I kind of enjoyed Earthworm Jim, the video game. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my college days, I'd just be like, oh, yeah. And then play in, Earthworm Jim. In 59, had Attack of the Giant Leeches, which is Okay, giant leeches, leeches are different. Well, leeches are a little scarier because they have a mouth with teeth. And they suck your blood. And they suck so your they blood. probably but sucked if it was, people to, like, vampires. They were vampire. oh, yeah, vampire, vampire worms. Vampire Vampire worms. Sorry, those aren't leeches anymore, everybody. It's vampire worms. <laughs> Pass oh. it on. Oh, so uh, you forgot to mention, besides Day of the Animals. I was going to, of, but we like kind of bounced all over the place with this one. Food of the Gods, 1976. Mom loved this movie. Are you kidding She went ape for this movie. I remember watching it many times at the drive-in. Many times at the drive-in? Like two say? or three times we went to see... Food of the Gods, which was all about... She was super religious, though. Yeah. So... Yeah, so she took this as a some sort of a religious sign. For what? Well, because, see, the premise of Food of the Gods was that the scientific... Well, the scientist was trying to create giant-sized food so to wipe out po- hunger. World hunger. And instead, it ended up getting uh the rats got into it and turned Wait. giant size okay what this is saying is when a strange edible substance appears on a remote island local farmer mr skinner and his wife deem it a blessing and feed it to their farm animals soon other wildlife such as rodents and insects have eaten the food which make makes anything that consume it Grow in size. Well, there was also a part These two to this. Gigantic beasts started terrorizing the island with an athlete named Morgan 
among those who are fighting for their lives against the gargantuan creatures. But mostly it started with the rats. Rats get into everything. So well, yeah. yeah. So then the part two that I saw was about the scientists trying oh. to wipe out world hunger. Here it is, yeah. yeah. Food of the Gods part two. Yeah. Let's see what that says. Which was 19... Which it says, giant rats overrun a Canadian college after a scientist accelerated growth, growth serum. serum spills into the sewers. Yeah, yeah. 1989. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So this was, for some reason, our mom loved this movie. We saw it. I know I saw it two or three times. But I was, 1976, I was five years old. (laughs) I only remember parts of it. But that's good memory for being five years old. Schnarks. And then when she talked about frogs, 1972. I remember watching that. 1972. I'm yes. like, frogs. How could frogs be scary? I was only a year old when that came out. All I really remember is that it was a Richie Rich party. And all of a sudden these frogs start bouncing in. Not, and not, not a Richie Rich party. It was a rich family that was doing uh, upper class U.S. Southern family who are victimized by several different animal species, including snakes, birds, and lizards. As well. Yeah, at this huge, yeah. but they were having a fancy party, and all of yeah. a sudden these frogs are like, yeah. "We're crashing this party." Now they weren't little frogs. I'm sure they found these. Um, I mean, they're, to- there they're were toads. toads the, they were toads. Frogs. They were huge frogs, like the hand size, like bigger than a hand size. Yeah, they were huge. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's, that's all I remember. Of that's that all movie. I remember. But at the, did you notice? Did you ever remember at the end of the credits, like at the far end of the credits, was this little animated frog yes. that was swallowing the last of somebody's hand? Yes, yes, <laughs> and yes. then hopped off the screen. Yeah. <laughs> so this movie, I know nothing about, but I love the title because you know we all got to stick together, us black oh, sheep's. That's it's a shitty movie. Black sheep. It's a shitty movie. <laughs> It's a shitty movie. Shitty movie. Sheep. It's zombie sheep. Oh, shut up. From New Zealand. A yeah. New Zealand farm. Zombie sheep. Oh, my God. Shitty movie. But the concept is pretty interesting. Well, Because they well, also turn people into... genetically altered sheep that prey on humans and turn their victims into undead, holy, woolly killers. Yeah. So when a person gets bit by one of these black sheep... They turn into a zombie black sheep. So does that mean that's sheer madness? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't resist. I oh couldn't resist. Shitty movie, but if you want to have a laugh, watch it. These woolly cr- killers. Woolly killers. Ensues sheer madness. <laughs> I don't know. I just liked it because of the title. Yeah. Then there's dinosaurs. You got the dinosaurs. Uh, like I said, 1925 started it with original, the original. Yeah. But then there's also Godzilla's on the list. But uh, he was a radiated lizard that turned into Godzilla. Yeah, because then we could turn around and do the Rampage movie with uh, The Rock. Oh, yeah. Although I grew up loving that video game. Yeah. But still. That was our game. Yeah, that was totally that our, was our game. game. And then, of course, you got to have snakes. Snakes. Motherfucking snakes and motherfucking horror movies. So it says here that there was one in 1999 called Silent Predators. I didn't watch it. But you got snakes. What is it? Snakes on a plane. Snakes on a train. Snakes on a boat. Uh, (laughs) You got snakes. You got to have the snakes. Well, 
Oh, and then, yeah, that was... That was a really good movie. That was a good one. I will have to say, though, that was a really... Because it wasn't just about snakes. It was a guy experimenting on turning humans into into animals. Yeah. Or snakes. Into animals, because he turned one guy into a mongoose. Yeah. Yeah. To kill... To kill the snake. The snake that was another human. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Then there's slugs. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, <clears throat> I moved to Northern California and I see a slug for the first time at the age of like, I don't know, 1920. Yeah, we didn't have them here. In I Arizona. didn't know what a slug was. I don't even remember, you know, learning about slugs. Mm-hmm. And I see a slug for the first time and I'm like, you guys, you guys, you guys. We, I, we were hiking in Redwood Forest. Yeah. I'm like, you guys, you guys, you guys, you got to look at this snail without a shell. I never got laughed at so much in my life. I totally, they totally razzed me to be this, like, dumb hick. Yeah. Although I was just a desert rat that it never seen or Arizona doesn't have slugs. It's too dry. It's too dry. So in Northern California, where it's nice and wet and moist... Slugs go rampant. I just thought it was a snail without a shell. That's I what thought it, it was that's being what it rogue. Like. I thought it was going remember, rogue. Remember what happened when I saw it? Yeah. I, I freaked out too. I'm like, it doesn't have a shell. Yep, yep. And then I got you're like, like, you're it's a slug. It's a slug. Because they had banana slugs. Which means they're just big. <laughs> and yellow. And yellow. And did we talk about dogs and cats? I mean, do we really need to? I, I mean, mean. That's like. That's like the favorite because there's a lot of pet going crazy movies. Yeah, but I mean, as far as I say, I mean a lot. You mean, I mean, we mean. Yeah. Meany, meany, mean. Okay, anyways, um, I mean, Jesus. You just did it again. With dogs and cats, there is the iconic Cujo. Which, say what you told me before we recorded. What did I... That you never seen that movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen Cujo. Stephen King's story. i never seen Cujo. It's basically Stephen King's story about a St. Bernard that gets bit by a rabid bat and turns oh, rabid. Oh, my goodness. But it's over several days that this dog terrorizes mother and son. See, I thought it was a Rottweiler, to no, tell you the truth. No, no, no. Like, St. Bernard. I'm just... I never... It really never was like, ooh... A mean dog. Watch this movie. No, no. What you see is the bat bites him on the nose, mm-hmm. and then after a few days, he turns rabid and, like, attacks his family, attacks other people, keeps this mother and son hostage in their car. They're locked in their car. Okay, I remember that yeah. scene, because that yeah. was overplayed on the TV a lot when yeah. it came out. Well, I remember because that, that was trailer. the scary part. She's trying to get out of the fucking car, and the dog wouldn't let her. I mean... But it wasn't he, like, almost, like breaking glass and slobber all over the place and violently b- barking? He's and- like a 150-pound St. Bernard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's another dog movie I wasn't aware of, and that's The Breed, which was a pack of ravenous dogs killing people. Feral, mutated dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Killing people. Killing people. I yeah. mean, I, Jesus Christ. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> dogs. Dogs. Cats. Same thing. They can kill you the same. Although church is not on here. <laughs> that was one freaky cat. Like, out of all the well, cat movies that I remember, church was, like, terrifying. But his problem was he, he was, was res- resurrected 
from a, a cursed burial ground. So yeah, yeah. So that makes him part demonic. Yeah, but <laughs> as far as any cat movies, I think that's the most mm-hmm. scariest. That's the scariest was Church. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, dogs and cats, what do they do? They bark, they meow, they scratch, they bite. Cats, I don't cats know. Cats are a little eat more you devious when you're dead. The cats are a little more devious. They yeah, try to trip I mean... you down the stairs. They <laughs> they do the jump scares. They know they can jump scare and make you jump yeah. and land on something sharp. Yeah, they are a bit mischievous. <laughs> they're, no, they they're, don't need a They're whor- devious. Devious. They don't need a horror film because I watch a lot of videos where cats attack kids. Just because you can see at the point where the cat's like, I'm done with this. I'm, uh, I'm stop done. touching me. I'm done. <laughs> or like when little kids are like running in the lawn and all of a sudden a cat comes out of a bush and it's like, you're down. Yeah. yeah. You're down, bitch. Yeah. Stay down. <laughs> and then it goes into oh. sea creatures, which are the octopuses. Lab. Was it Leviathan? Lab. Leviathan? Leviathan. I mean... Well, that was, that's not natural horror. That was genetically altered. Yeah, but a, a lot of other of these are genetically modified. Yeah. Which. Well, okay, so, here's yeah. the question. Why the fuck would we be genetically modifying animals to be bigger and deadlier? And <laughs> are we going to send these, are we going to put them in like uniform, military uniforms and be like, okay. No, it was so. <laughs> like, what is the. Purpose. No, normally it's to test a bioweapon to infect soldiers to put them into war. I don't buy So it. it was partly, It usually it starts off that they're test animals that get this serum that makes them all this batshit fucked up and they get loose. But I... it was always meant to be given to soldiers for war. Well, I don't buy it. I just think the human race is pretty sick and stupid. Or or there's the other part. Okay, Piranha. The original Piranha from 77 or 78. He was creating the Piranha like rats in a maze. It was They were supposed to be like bioweapons for war. They were going to put the Piranha in uh, water. The, the third world country's water system to destroy like you know in their rivers in their lakes why are they put we these... putting these in third world countries well it was for whatever war they go into in whatever country oh, so they would it's put not these necessarily third not world. third world but you know they a would put opponent co- opponent country yes where uh like where... russia or <laughs> no. or uh Iraq. <laughs> yeah, something like that. They were he was tra- uh, like breeding these things and creating these things to be intelligent because they have to go through the sewer systems. They're trying to kill people in the water. So, yeah. So, yeah. Are we done? Yeah. Are we done? So, um so yeah. Animals. Animals in horror. Natural. So, what I love about horror movies, the main thing I love about horror movies is their people's fears. So we're always get, like, it shows what they were afraid of at the time period. So the seventies was all about, they were scared that nature was going to kick their ass. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, I could see how that could be a thing. Yeah. It's just, it was for, it's this, the main 
all this started off like it really blew up in the 70s all through the 70s like we found started in 1971 all the way up to the 80s through the 80s and 90s yeah well i guess just in case they were right all those years ago um give your animals extra treats extra loves don't torture don't kick don't hit don't punch and stop experimenting on them. Stop genetically modifying. This May, a film directed by Michael Bay, Michael Bay, for New Pet Cemetery, with shitty killers known as pets. Also including Deadpool.
Like the Loch Ness monster, Dean. Dragons aren't real. You look afraid. I would be afraid. For what? This is a dream. I wouldn't want to wake up from this dream. But you must. EMZT Radio is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash EMZT Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. EMZT Radio is brought to you by NordVPN and I don't know about you guys but I've had that call from the bank. I hate that call from the bank and you know what call I'm talking about. It's that call that your information has been hacked and somebody's trying to use it in another country. Well, like I said, I've had that inf- I've had that happen to me before. NordVPN is a hack-proof encrypted tunnel for online traffic to flow. Nobody can see through the tunnel and nobody can get their hands on your internet data. NordVPN gives you peace of mind every time you use the public Wi-Fi, access your personal and work accounts on the road. Or just want to keep your browsing history to yourself. You know, when, when you're talking with private browsing. But they have 5,100 servers in 62 countries. And that gets updated weekly. So, you know, you're hit with that Article 13 in Europe. Maybe you want to check out NordVPN before this happens. And uh, that way you can access an American server. And not miss out on your favorite YouTubers. At least your favorite American YouTubers. There's no data logging. And they also have an extension for the Chrome browser, which is lightweight and user-friendly from the first click. I know a lot of you guys use Chrome out there. You definitely need to pick this one up. There's a 24-7 automatic support. Some of the best people in the world will take care of you in this. And you can do that through live chat or emails. You can have up to six simultaneous accounts, and there's even an automatic kill switch. Oh, yeah. You want to get around that great China firewall? This is the place for you to do it. Going to the Middle East, this will work too. It's compatible with most operating systems, including Windows, Mac, and Android. 
double data encryption for increased anonymity. And I'm telling you, folks, it's something you need, especially because you don't want to get that phone call from your bank going, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, you know, you've, you've been... You've been in Italy the last couple of days, haven't you? No. Onion over VPN servers, unlimited bandwidth. They accept all the major credit cards, PayPal, and Bitcoin. Dedicated IPs available on request and free security extras. You can try them right now, risk-free, 30-day money-back guarantee. And they've got that CyberSec suite and an ad blocker. Folks, this is something you definitely need to have. Click the link in the description right now and you can get up to three years worth of service. Hey everyone, this is Bumwine Bob from Bumwine with Bobcat. You can listen to me live every Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern at sfdradio.com where I'm bringing you the best of the worst in cheap booze, talking bum wine, beers, 40s, malt liquor, and more. Always featuring the latest and greatest in the world of drinking and entertainment, along with some special guests. So come on down and take a ride with Bumwine Bob. If you can't be there live, you can always listen in the archives at bumwinebob.com. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and enjoy. Cheers. going to be talking about SCP-008. I'm here with my friend and loyal partner, Aunt Bane, who's also my aunt. I am very sick right now. Let's get into this. So what made you decide to choose to talk about SCP-008? I ran out of ideas. I just thought of something. I'm like, oh, zombies. And I, you know, zombies. So what is SCP-008? It's virus infection thing. Um, it's mostly a virus. It's a uh, heavy, I believe, heavy containment. And it's a gas. That when it's released, what will happen in the facility is... Um, what they do is they open up this gas container. And well in the process, you start to like cough and you sit on the ground for about five hours um then in about six hours later after a day's passed um you start vomiting up blood and this other class uh cd class d um with an mtf or nine-tailed fox guard will help them go through with this process in case anything goes wrong and they will have an apple or meat and um mostly they always they go for the apple but they vomit and go for the meat so what i've gotten from that experience of uh playing a little scp simulator um is that or the virus makes you think food that you used to eat is absolutely disgusting but the food it wants is like good meat and blood meat and, yeah 
And then after about 48, 48 hours in, you become completely infected. You're malnourished. You're like really bony. You're, um, also, your skin decays very at a very fast rate. And then that's when you start hearing voices of SCP-008 guiding you through what you should do. All right. So and that's usually in a breach. SCP-008 is a prion, which I was looking up is a transmittable spongiform encephalopath. Yeah, it doesn't which, it go in your brain. Yes, and encephalo yeah, means brain. Yeah, and it's harder to cure, find out what causes it's, it. So it's part of a neurodegenerative disorder. It's SCP-008 is in a canister. It's a gas. Yeah. It's called the zombie plague. Like, doctor. Oh, so uh, another, it, st- another story that we should talk about later. It's about the doctor, and it's uh, 008. Okay, so it says that... Traits of 008 include 100% infectiousness, 100% lethality, transmission through exposed mucous membranes and all bodily fluids, not airborne or waterborne. It is transmitted through uh, body fluids. You can get sneezed on. Uh, It goes through your mucous membrane, which is like through your nose and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, it's a gas, so you inhale the gas, so it gets in you. So there is, there is a cure. Yeah, but it's hard to do because mostly it's in it's in the SCP facility. Yeah, it's usually in like the heavy medicine areas where you can't never get into. What is? Oh yeah, okay. SCP five hundred. Yeah, SCP five hundred is anything. is the cure that cures all diseases. Like oh okay, hold and on. it's what it is. It's a pill. Yeah. And um, if you ever get the plague book, the pl- uh, bu- uh, the book of diseases, actually, um, it could cure any disease, and you can only have it once, I believe. Yes. So it's the cure is in like a bottle. It has only forty seven pills, and um, they are in an area that's far away from where SCP zero zero eight is. Yep. So if you want the cure, you have to find this, but you might not have much time yeah, otherwise you'll, you'll need it you'll need to get it first then go through yeah but whoever wants to open that canister is stupid in my yeah, book because well it could be part of a quest to do because i wouldn't open the damn canister it's got biohazard on it i think no wait i don't think it had biohazard on it, it i think i was reading that it doesn't have like a warning label on it but you have to be wearing uh, you have to be wearing a hazmat suit. That's only for the MTF or nine-tailed fox. The yeah. S, the cla- CDs, class Ds, go in fully unprepared. But it's saying that SCP five hundred or five zero zero will will cure you even if you're at like the most advanced stage of this. Yeah. There's no there's no uh, point of no return that you can't be cured. But who would want to wait that long? <laughs> I wouldn't. Because if it's more than a few hours, you just are screwed. You won't. You won't remember. You won't remember that you want to not be sick. Yeah, because uh, SCP 8 will be telling you why are you doing this? This is the dumbest thing ever, and I will promise you an ultimate life where you can never die. Yeah, because technically you won't die, but you're decaying because your flesh I think is of coming zombies, apart. They're still alive, but the virus that's in you is telling you. 
perfectly fine. You're going to be okay. Just eat these people. Okay, according to this, it says the body's metabolism may decrease to extremely low levels, allowing subjects to survive for over 10 years without nutrition. Yep. They can go 10 years yeah. without eating. That's the If cool they're thing. dormant yeah, cause they, in a room they use, somewhere. I believe they use their own skin. Or they just can't starve. Well, it's just what the metabolism so low, they don't need to yeah. eat means that they're they don't not, need a lot of they're nutrition. not they're not uh active yeah yeah so uh the subject can adapt to its damaged nervous system but is limited to basic physical activities including standing up balancing on two legs walking biting grabbing and crawling they will energetically move towards sights sounds and smells it associates with living humans and will attempt to ingest them if physical contact is made Neutralizing fully infected subjects requires significant cranial trauma. Oh, neutralizing means killing. Yeah, yeah. So, Neutralized. yeah, you would have to totally bust that head. Yeah. Yeah. There's not just one click where you start seeing them bleed. You need to, like, destroy. Their head needs to be come off, and it needs to be turned into pulp. There's actually... Pulp on the floor. Their head doesn't have to come off, because they could still live with it. Oh. Not not if it's totally smashed to pulp. Not until it's yeah. If it's pulp on the floor, they're they're done. Yeah, this is an interesting little thing. Whoever thought of this is just the weirdest person ever. Oh, it says or SCP and its side effects can be cured completely by consuming a SCP five zero zero pill or using SCP four two seven. I don't remember what 427 But 427, I was reading, you can only have on you for a limited amount of time. Otherwise, it'll it'll uh, kill oh, you. what was 427? I think... I don't remember what it looks like. Or hang on. I think it's a necklace. It's a necklace. Oh, oh, It's oh. a Lovecraftian locket. I think that was from... Uh, there's, there's this guy that calls him God in the facility, and he came in with that, and he told anyone that, like... But yeah, it wears off, too. Uh, let's see. I think. I don't remember. So SCP-427 is a small, spherical, ornately carved locket made of polished silver material. It was created after placing a pill of SCP-500 in the input booth of SCP-914 and using the fine setting. It displays no unusual activity when closed. When SCP-427 is opened and exposed to biological tissue, it rapidly regenerates cellular damage and somehow is able to purge invading compounds or infections. So this is the other one, the other cure. However, long-term exposure produces a significant health hazard. As the locket heals damage, it optimizes the body's natural systems. People exposed to the device for over an hour begin mutating into shapeless masses of tissue referred to as SCP-427-1. So you can only have it on for... Say, four or five minutes. No, no, no. Less than that. Oh. It needs to be under five minutes. Ooh. Because seven minutes makes them instantly uh, SCP-427-1. Because, yeah, seven minutes just does it. It's only like a... Uh, it's like that's... a short burst. It's like you open it. I think it's like two or three minutes you can have it on. Then you close it, take it off. You got to do that. I think uh, uh, the, the the SCP it turns you into is called the skin that hates, where you just and it's a very mild disease, and can survive cold weather, hot weather, air. It's not airborne, but it can survive on land. Okay, it doesn't it doesn't give me a link to click on to see what it is, but 
it uh, for if you have the locket on longer than seven minutes, you start to mutate, and then uh, it kills you. So two cures for SCP-008. Don't open the container, you dum dums. That's all I can say. Don't open the container. Unless it's a main quest you have to do to kill something, do something, or get some. Yeah, but you need you put the hazmat suit on, and you have that. Well, yeah, you could also put the hazmat suit on. But you also need to have SCP five zero zero with you so you can pop a pill. <laughs> pill popping sense freaks. What else do you want to say about about this? Uh, hold on, I want to add something that I'm mad about. Uh, this is a little bit of a little rampage I'm on. I now need to get a PS4 because as freaking Minecraft and PS3 isn't working anymore and is not doing its 1.14 update, I still play that. I know I should get help. Well, bye bye. <laughs>
This is Arch Obler bringing you another in our series of stories of the unusual. And once again, we caution you. These Lights Out stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely 
If you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. And now, if you haven't already done so, turn off your lights now. And listen to Revolt of the Worms. All I can do is sit and think and wait. Wait for the floors to lift and the walls to crash. Facts. Think of facts. Yes, a journal of facts. Think how it began. Why it's happening. Journal of facts until the walls crash in and the thick flesh... Charles Prentice. There's a fact. Chemist and fool. Fool. Run away. Run away. Run away. Run away, Run away from reality. War. 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 Run away. You mean we're going to live in this godforsaken place, Charles? Yes, Claire, I remember. You did say that. And I said... Of course we're going to live here. It's ideal for my work. But we're so far away from everything, Charles. So far away from what? Your friends? My friends? All right, Charles. Whatever you say, Charles. You never disagreed with me, did you, Claire? Why, it's so quiet up here, it's almost as if we are out of this world. Yes, I remember. Young Jackson. You did say that. I like working with you, sir. Why, up here, it's almost as if we were out of this world. Out of the world? I wanted to be out of the world. Hide. Until it's over. Yes, why not? Why not? What are you going all the way up there for, Prentice? To do my work, of course. But who cares about propagating new varieties of roses at a time like this? The times have nothing to do with it. I'll do what I please. I'll do what I please. But, Prentice, to leave suddenly like this, it doesn't make sense. Roses are fine in normal times, but a chemist of your ability? In times like these, certainly there's more productive work that you could do. I'm not interested in your opinions. I'll do what I please. You hear me? Do what I please. Do what I please. Yes, sir. Everything's ready, sir. Greenhouse. All ready for you, sir. One week ago, Wednesday. Does the wind always blow up here, Charles? Eh? I said the wind. Does it always blow like that? Why? Frightening. Mighty less frightening than the things that are happening back in the city. I suppose so. I know so. Where's that boy? Jackson. Yes, sir? The phosphates. Are they ready yet? Uh, not quite, sir. Well, get them ready. Every one of the plants. We work late tonight. Very late. Work late and hard. That was the answer to everything. Chemist of your ability. In times like these, there certainly must be more important work than propagating roses that you could do. A chemist of your ability. In times like these, there certainly must be more no, important... No, no, I wouldn't think of that, I told myself. Wouldn't think of that. Roses. Yes, develop the greatest rose in the world. That would be my answer to them. While they bombed and burned, I'd develop the largest rose the world had ever known. And when the world settled down again, I'd come back and bring the rose to them. And they wouldn't care if I had run away. My plan. Why did it go wrong? Claire, why did it go wrong? Claire... Oh. Dead. You're dead. They killed you. Dead as I'll be dead. If I could only think, why did it go wrong? Well, I put the solution that's left over, Mr. Prentice. Yes. I do remember. That was it. Oh, gosh, Mr. Prentice, I'm trying to understand, but... I'm so tired. You must keep working. The only salvation is to work. What's salvation got to do with roses? Don't be impertinent. Do your work. 
Yes, sir. Two cc for each plant, and careful, don't let any of it touch the stem. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You weren't very happy, were you, Jackson? Those were things you couldn't understand. It, it isn't that I, I don't want to work, Mr. Prentice. It, it, it's just that I'm all mixed up. Uh, these roses. Why do I have to pour this stuff on them every hour on the hour? It doesn't make sense. Hormones? Sure, I know what they are. Secretions from the glands in the human body. Sure, I know what they're for. Make us grow and everything. I get it. That, that's what you try to do with the roses. Make them grow fast and big. But how do you know these hormones will work on plants, Mr. Prentice? And how do you know how much to give them? And, and how big will the roses grow, Mr. Prentice? Questions. Everlasting questions. But now I ask them. Why did it go wrong? Thursday. Thursday? What do I remember? Where will I throw the hormone mixture that's left over, Mr. Prentice? Mr. Prentice, I said, where will I throw the hormone Go away. Of... Can't you see that I'm working? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. I remember. Friday. What a Friday. Friday night. <laughs> Yes. Is that you? Yes, Charles. What are you doing walking out here in the dark? It's a lovely night. Romantic at your age. I just like the night. You women, come back to the house. All right. Crazy walking around in the dark. <laughs> that, oh, what's the matter with you? Can't you walk? If I hadn't caught you... It's slippery. What are you talking about? It's, it's all slippery around here. Don't talk foolishness. But it is. By George, you're right. What? Stand still, I'll light a match. I had some... Yes. Now, we'll see what... Charles! Stop grabbing! What? <laughs> worms. What? Can't you see? Just ordinary earthworms. Night crawlers. We just walked over a few of them. Oh, you women with your fears and your squeamishness. Walked on a few worms and you make more noise and more fuss. Yes, I remember. Friday night. The, the extra hormone solution, where will I throw it, Mr. Prentice? Mr. Prentice, where will I throw the extra hormone solution? Saturday. And then the night. Jackson! Jackson, where are you? Jackson, I told you to stay in the house. Jackson, where are you? It's time to feed the plants. Jackson, where are you? He's not Claire. here, Charles. Uh, Claire, you startled me walking up like that. I didn't mean to. That infernal boy, where is he? Have you seen him? He's not in the house. But I told him not to go out. I told him only an hour ago he's got to work all night. The plants must be watered every hour on the hour. He went out. Well, why didn't you stop him? Now I have to go chase after him. Jackson! Jackson, are you out there? Come in. Charles, what? Well, what did you think it was? Thunder. It's starting to rain. Shut the door. Shut the door, I say. But the boy... If he hasn't the sense to come in out of the rain, it's just too bad. I've got enough to do with worrying about my roses without worrying about him. And don't you go out after him. He'll come back. He'll come back. Saturday night. And when it was day again... Charles... Charles, wake huh? up. Please wake up. Oh, where? You're on the couch. You fell asleep on the couch. Charles, get up right away. Well, what's the matter with you? Why should I get up? What difference does it make? Listen to me, please. 
The boy, he isn't back yet. Huh? Jackson, he isn't back yet. Charles, where can he be? The storm, you slept, I waited. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Have you looked in his room? I just came from there. Charles, where uh, could he have gone to? All through the oh, storm. Oh, stop talking so much and let me get up. Go see. Oh. Must you follow me? Why didn't you wake me up? Why did you let me sleep? Uh, you must have fallen asleep, too. I opened my eyes. It was day. Oh, Charles. Oh, stop old Charlesing me. Crazy young fool, so he spent the night outside. So what's the difference? Teach him a lesson. Well, no wonder he isn't back yet. Fog like this, it's as bad as night. Charles, I... All right, all right. What am I supposed to do? Go wandering through fog like a bloodhound, like a fool? Don't worry, he'll be back. He'll be back. But you never did come back, did you, Jackson? When the sun came out and that everlasting wind came up and lifted the fog. Charles, Charles, come here. Where? Uh, where are you? Back of the house, Charles. Come quickly. Oh, well, what is it? What do you want now? The boy isn't around. I've looked everywhere. Now, Charles, what's happened back here? What? Look at the ground. Well, what? Who plowed this ground up? Plowed? Yes, certainly plowed. Can't you see? Some crazy drunken fool plowed up the ground. But during the night? Charles, how could that be? You believe what you see, don't you? It's that boy. What? Yes, that Jackson went crazy, found a plow, tore up the ground and ran away. Went out of his mind, that's it. The boy's gone crazy, tearing up the ground. Gone crazy. Gone crazy. And then, that night, that same night after I thought Jackson had gone crazy, run away, I went back to my work Sunday night. Charles, Charles, can I speak to you? Charles, please stop your work and talk to me. Haven't you lived with me enough years to know I don't like to be interrupted when I'm working? But I'm frightened. Are you? Really? Charles, stop it. Are you out of your mind? Yes, maybe I am. What did you say? Maybe I am crazy. All right, maybe I am. That's the only way I could have lived with you all these years. What? Endured your selfishness, your unbelievable selfishness. Well... Everything's for you for 20 years, everything for you. Now, that's enough... Your work, your pleasures, what you think, what you want, everything for you, nothing for anyone else. Will you the shut up? The gentle little Mr. Prentice, the scientist, the good husband who never lifts his voice. Mother in heaven, I'd rather be married to a fool with a heart in him than you. Well, I... You haven't got a heart. You never had a heart. It's you, you, and no one else, and that boy can be dead out there and you don't care, and I can be dead and you don't care as long as you're safe and doing what you want to do. Will you go away and let me go on with my work? Charles, Charles, I'm frightened. That boy, now there are noises. I'm asking you for the last time to go away and let me do my work. But listen to me. You've been out here all night. I've been in the back of the house alone, and I've been listening, and I didn't want to come in here, but I had to. Charles, things I said, I meant them. For years, I've meant them. All right, that doesn't matter. But I tell you this, there's something outside the house. Find out what it is, Charles. Twenty years ago, I thought you were an irrational woman. I thought I'd trained you out of that irrationality. I was wrong. I'll humor you just this once, but never again. Where are these noises? At the back of the house. The lantern handed to me? Yes. Thank you. You're frightened. You don't have to go with me. I want to know... What? 
that you're a fool? Well, so what am I supposed to hear? There's nothing. Hello out there. Hello. Well, what now? Listen. To what? Listen. To what? I... I thought... You heard the wind whistling through the cracks in your brain. Come into the house. Charles, wait. Wait for... Uh... Here? Yeah. So what? Give me the lantern. If it's that boy... Oh, it could be him, couldn't that it? That crazy young fool playing practical jokes. If I get around the corner of the house and... <laughs> him up there... What's going on here? Charles. Something moving under the ground. Yes. So dark. Can't quite make out. Charles, what is it? I don't know. I don't know. Animal of some sort? Take me back to the house. Oh, go yourself. Moon will come out of the clouds. See what this is. Give me the lantern, Charles. No, I want to see. The house is back there. Turn around and go back to it. Go ahead. All right. All right. Yes. It is something burrowing. Infernal moon come out. I'd see there. Coming out. Now I'll see what... Holes. Holes in the ground all over. What are they? Who? Bomb craters? But that isn't possible. No. Animal burrows. But what animal could make a hole four feet across? What animal? Claire! Where are you? Claire! So dark, I can't see you. Claire! Where are you? Claire! the night looking for you. The echo of my voice is still in my ears. Looking for you and the moon was under the clouds and I couldn't see and I couldn't find you. And then I did. You had fallen into one of those craters. Into one of those holes in the ground. I couldn't see you but I could hear you. But which one of the holes? They were all over ground pockmarked with them. I ran around in the dark. I could hear you but couldn't find you. And then the moon, it was out again. Oh, blast the moon. Why did it come out? If it hadn't come out, I wouldn't have seen. And my head... Stop it, stop it, stop it, Claire. Stop it. I can still hear you. I can still see you. Your body down in that hole. As I ran toward you, suddenly I saw that something else was coming toward you. Something that glistened wet in the moonlight. Something long and slimy. A great twisting snake. Yet not a snake. Not a snake. And the fear in me made me fall to the ground. And I saw as I lay there, I saw. The thing moved toward the hole in the ground as if you weren't there. As if it were blind and couldn't see. Like a great blind worm. It was a worm. A worm, 10, 20, no, 
30 feet long, crawling in fright to its home in the ground. And it moved toward you, Claire. Covered you. Crushed you. You're dead, Claire. You've been dead for two days. Why should I tear out of my memory all the horror of how you died? Of how young Jackson must have died? Where will I throw the extra hormone solution, Mr. Prentice? Where will I throw the extra hormone solution, Mr. Prentice? Yes. That's very funny, isn't it, Jackson? I ran away and I was going to bring back to the world the greatest rose. But I brought back the greatest worms. The hormones you threw away soaked into the ground and into them. Hundreds of little worms burrowing under the ground, soaking into their flesh, into their life process, miraculously increasing the growth of them. Until overnight they grew and grew without limit into those terrible horrors. And they are still growing. I can hear them. For the last two days, squirming around the house and over it, great monstrous pieces of slimy flesh squirming and writhing. Hundreds of them, thousands of them, burrowing under the ground and at night coming out of the ground. I have seen them, a sea of flesh, a sea of worms. Yes, I hear you out there, you worms. You were under the ground and now there's no room underground for you, so you've come out of the ground. The world was yours first, so now you're going to take it back again. The world for the worms. You're under the house. You're lifting it. The walls will fall and crush me and I'll be dead and I want to be dead. Yes, now I know why this is happening to me. I thought I could run away from the world and what is happening in the world. You hear that, you worms out there? I thought I could run away. Oh. Oh, I'm very tired. Just sit here and wait. Wait for them. I know how I'll die. The walls falling, crushing. Window. Something behind me. A worm at the window. Head looking in. He's crawling in. And another following. And another. They're filling the room. Worms. 
all around me. The worms. The worms. Around me. Worms covering me. Cold flesh. Wet flesh. The worms. The worms. Radio, we've got everything horror from entertainment to the human race. Yes, sickos. This is Ripley, last survivor of the Nostromo, signing off. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.